Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner, all the way from Texas via West Virginia and Pennsylvania recently. And, and Tennessee. All over the map. Yeah. They're going to call you Mr. Worldwide, buddy. Yeah, they should. They absolutely should. Yo, I so I did get to go home and visit my family in Pennsylvania recently. I got to see James on last Friday at a, at a wedding we got to go to. Um... Yeah, my flight out of San Antonio had a layover in where was my layover on the way? Oh, Atlanta. So I was in Georgia as well. And then on the way back Atlanta. Atlanta. On the way back, my layover was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which was my first time ever Ooh. being in Florida, quote unquote. That um, doesn't count. No, not really. But then also f- drove from Pennsylvania to to visit a young little lady in uh West Virginia, picked her up, and took her to Tennessee, had a nice little getaway in Tennessee. First time ever being in Tennessee. Saw a black bear for the first time in the wild. That was crazy. That was a fun time. Thought I was going to die. Scary. I was in a car. Little bear? Big bear? It was probably like 130, 140 pounds. It was a decent size. Mm. Um, But no, it was a good trip overall. Uh, Dropped her back off Sunday in West Virginia. Drove back to Pennsylvania. Flew back out yesterday. That's the reason we're recording on a Tuesday, not a Monday. So... Yeah, I was a little yeah, busy, busy weekend. Yeah, <laughs> busy weekend for Cody. He was still landing back in Texas yesterday when we would normally record. I was not going to ask him to record with one eye open. So uh, we're doing it today instead so we can give you our full energy. And speaking of people giving full energy, uh, shout out and congratulations uh, to Noah and Kaylee Wagers getting married over the weekend. That's what brought bro- Cody into town. Yep. Uh, so that was an awesome, awesome time. Uh, not only to experience that, but uh, probably the most fun. My wife and I decided it was the most fun wedding we've ever been to. Uh, so very cool. Uh, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I was, for a second, I was offended, James. And then I was like, don't well, be, you know what? <laughs> don't be. Don't be. <laughs> it didn't work out, man. That's all right. No. Uh, but the this, next, I think I see. I next, see long term for these two being a, a real real uh, high possibility oh you're talking about me and leah oh no you're talking about Noah. (laughs) you're Noah and kaylee wow (laughs) i mean more than a week for you two yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 Uh, exactly (laughs) uh but while we're doing the shout outs real quick uh shout out to also listener or should i say viewer of the podcast austin gilson austin i know i only got about the first two minutes before you turn it off buddy so hopefully you made it this far if so Thanks for tuning in, buddy. Hopefully you did. And if you did, Austin, no lying. If you did, Austin, you tell James that I need to send you some of my energy drink because I'll send you a brand new pack. I know you loved it last time. Ooh. You were like, he thought there was crack in it because it got him going at work. He was ready. He was flying yeah. through his day. So uh, He needs I'll, it on Fridays, buddy. I'll send him a full 60 servings for free of charge if he ever uh, hits <laughs> me up for it. So. No, but we appreciate that. We thank you guys a lot. Um, again, five-star reviews, James. We love hearing those. Again, the last one we got was mm-hmm. from a little lady named Leah from West Virginia. We're not sure if you heard about her before. Uh, but moving on, we're going to talk Steelers stuff now. Steelers news. Um, big news. Big rookie, news. Rookie jersey numbers are announced. So now we get to know what yes. jerseys are on sale, which ones you need to get, what numbers they're wearing. And some of them are interesting. They have meaning behind them. Uh, some of them doing with recent unfortunate events some of them having to do with pittsburgh steeler past members so uh we will get into this james you want to go over the first one yeah let's uh, start right from the top with our first round pick broderick jones he chose the number 77 which i think just personally for me 
scream success at the offensive line position, especially at offensive tackle. I have very fond memories of Marvell Smith being a very high-quality offensive tackle for Pittsburgh. Started out on the right side, then kicked over to the left, but that's not the reason he chose it, not at all. Nope. He chose this number because his teammate that passed uh, in that tragic car accident uh, during this last season at Georgia – uh, that was his jersey number was 77. So he chose jersey number 77 to honor his fallen teammate, uh, which I think is really awesome, really respectable. Uh, and he couldn't get the number that he wore anyway because that was 59, and that's retired for the Steelers because that was Jack Ham. So makes sense. We we get that. We respect it. Uh, yeah. Next guy on the list, Joey Porter Jr. Again, Joey Porter Jr. being the son of Joey Porter. Again, the uh, villainous outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers from the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Um, even, even no, did he go to the 2010 or was he with Miami? It doesn't matter. Anyways, it's yeah. his son. Um, and he chose number 24 in honor of, I, un, in honor of, but like out of respect of, cause he's still alive. Uh, uncle Ike, Ike Taylor, the cornerback uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers who played in, I think both those Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So, very cool to see him do that. So 24, this is the first 24. Who else wore 24 running back did? Benny um, Snell last Benny year. Benny Snell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Benny had that his entire uh, four-year rookie contract. So uh, previous to that, we really haven't had a whole lot of good number 24s, I don't think, in history uh, until you get back into Ike Taylor. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's been kind of a underutilized number by key players. And I'm happy to see it. Honestly, I think it's really cool that he's honoring a guy that he refers to as uncle Ike, just because he grew up with him. Apparently Ike Taylor and Joey Porter and a bunch of those guys are still in a group text message from that team. All those years ago, uh, really, really neat to hear, uh, but cool that he's honoring him. And again, uh, couldn't get nine. That's Chris Boswell and Boswell, not, not interested in giving that number up. So don't blame uh, him. Moved on to 24, and I like the choice. That's a good number selection for him, uh, especially being that Ike Taylor really, uh, in my opinion, the best Steelers corner since Rod Woodson, uh, unless you go since Ike Taylor, and then I'm going to go ahead and tell you maybe like Joe Hayden was probably better uh, yeah. after Ike Taylor. But True. Fair enough. Uh, next guy on the list is Keanu Benton, the defensive lineman. Chose number 95. I believe most recently worn by Chris Wormley, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. Good number. Uh, I like it on the defensive mm -hmm. line. I think it'll look good with the Benton above it. Um, and uh, it's an enjoyable number. I don't have any complaints about this number. There's no reasoning or anything for this one. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the 95 being a good player again. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, man. You know, Wormley's had it for a while. In a couple of seasons ago, he had seven sacks in one season. I think that was the best season he had in his entire life, probably largely due to wearing 95 that year, to be honest with you. Be real, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, pre <laughs> previous to that, we had uh, Jarvis Jones just shaming that number for a while through his entire rookie deal. Uh, and just not a lot of pop in that number. I grow up with fond memories of Greg Lloyd wearing 95. Uh, what a fearsome pass rusher he was. He really struck hearts into his opponents, yeah. struck fear, fear into the hearts of his opponents. Someone I never got to see um, play, unfortunately. Yeah, he was a fifth degree black belt and only 226 pounds at outside linebacker, but also only 5% body fat. So he looked like he was probably about 255 because how jacked he was. 
Uh, imagine a taller, leaner version of James Harrison, uh, except somehow with a meaner disposition. Dang. Yeah. Wild behavior. Lloyd, Lloyd was a lot of fun, man. They said, avoid the Lloyd. That was the phrase back in the day. <laughs> we love that. James, you want to go over this next guy for us? Yeah, let's talk about him, man. Darnell Washington. You guys know how excited I am about this monster of a tight end being added to the room, added as an offensive weapon. Uh, sounds as though he requested for number zero, being that is what he wore in college and is an available option for a tight end in the NFL. The Steelers are not ready for that radical of a move quite yet. Nope. Uh, so he then chose the number 80, which I like. I think 80 is a really good number for him. And if you were zero, 80 is probably about as close as what you're going to get looking at the back of a, a jersey, you know. Yep. Big, big blocky numbers like that for a guy this big, too, I think is appropriate. I wouldn't want like an 81 or even an 83 because I feel like it's almost too slimming for a guy that big. Like this is a massive individual and he needs two big numbers and 80 is a big number. I, I really like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, the next guy on the list is the brother. We have the brother on the team already. Nick Herbig uh, chose number 51. Uh, we do like that number for him. I, I don't think it's a bad number. I don't think it's a great number. I like it for him. I don't know why. Um, I can't think of any players with 51 in my Steelers knowledge that have played well. My Steelers, like, who you got? James Ferrier, buddy. I'm thinking, de- I'm thinking offensive line. That's fair. I, you know, James Ferrier, middle linebacker. Yeah, this is a linebacker. Yeah. Oh, my this gosh. This is a linebacker, What am I man? doing? You're thinking of his brother. I am thinking, You're of, thinking his brother. of his brother. You didn't get enough sleep last week. I I get it, man. You have no idea. Somebody took a bite out of your sleep schedule or something, man. That's that's got to be what happened to you. But anyway, uh, I really like this jersey choice for for Mr. Herbig here. I think that makes it very clear that he's going to play some middle linebacker for us and he's going to take over as the the leading tackler for this defensive unit. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you know, guys, I just like having fun with these jersey numbers. But I have such fond memories of James Ferrier being such a dominant figure for the Steelers for such a long time uh, that it excites me to see a guy with high pedigree, uh, with family history in the NFL, going to wear that 51. Uh, time to bring that number back to prominence, and I think this is a guy who can do it. Absolutely. Next guy on the list, James, Mr. Corey Trice, Jr., to yes. clarify, yes. I, don't know, I don't know what names you were saying in the pregame show, but it was not Corey Trice Jr. <laughs> I'm so glad it was in the pre-recording process because I butchered it like eight times. I just kept on saying the wrong name that has no no bearing on anything at all. No. Uh, but what does have a bearing is number 27. How do you feel about 27, Cody? I like 27. Um, I Why do I want to say that Mundy had that number back in the day? Monday, uh, I think Ryan safety. Monday was 29. Okay, then I, yeah, you're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Uh, 27 yeah. doesn't ring any Willie bells Williams, for me. Though. Willie Williams was 27, if yeah, you remember him in the corner. I, very vaguely. Um, but the thing I like about this number is I feel like seven is a tall number. Like when you see seven, you think of J- like Big Ben and all that stuff. Yeah. So Corey Trice being the size that he is, um, I feel like that 27 is going to look good with him. Was Thomas Everett 27? That's way before your time. Now I got to look it up. Clearly. Thomas Everett was a really good safety uh, back in the day of like Darren Perry. If you remember the name Darren Perry, I think he played the same time as Rod Woodson. Maybe. Uh, but now I got to look it up because I feel like Thomas Everett might have possibly been uh, a number 27. And that would put a good light on that number for me. 
Yeah, I do have, ever. while you're looking this up real quick, I do have bad news about that girl as well, man. The girl from West Virginia. She's a West Virginia fan. No, Ugh, that's tragic. No, God, please. Tragic. No. 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 What about her pro team, though? I don't think you've told me what her pro team was, buddy. Pro team, she, oh, you're going to hate it. Is she a Ravens fan? Oh, God. Ravens and Seahawks. Oh, I don't feel so good about this anymore, buddy. I know. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Ravens, Ravens and Seahawks? I don't know, man. She's a weird one. The C, uh, the Ravens was... I forgot her reasoning why the Ravens... Is she like a Carolina Predators fan, too? Because I, I feel like there's just some bad choices there's, going there's on There's some bad choices there. Um, I will <laughs> say this. I will say this, James. We just need... We just need to have a friend in this group, me and you. We need to find one more friend who's a Steelers fan who is dating yes. or g- gets married to someone who is a Bengals fan because now you're married to the Browns fan. One day Correct. I'm going to be married to the Ravens fan, calling it right now. She can deal with it. Wow. Uh, and then one wow. day yeah, – that's okay. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and Noah just married a Cowboys fan. Noah just married a Cowboys fan. So we're just, we're just racking them up. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Anyways, hey man, love is love. I don't care what what their favorite team is, man. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So, she does look good in purple. So, there you go, buddy. You know what I'm saying. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get back in focus sounded, here. We're gonna talk about sounded, Spencer Anderson. That sounded so much worse than it was. She had purple in her hair at one point, and it looked actually pretty good. I'll I'll show you yeah, pictures sure. afterwards. It was the hair. Oh my god! That you were talking about. Oh my god! Uh, Spencer Anderson, the seventh. I round apologize pick. if her parents listen to this episode. There's nothing going. I genuinely my. talking about her hair. <laughs> Spencer Anderson, uh, the seventh round pick, offensive lineman. I have no clue what number he wore in college. I'm going to be honest mm. with you, but he chose 74. I typically think a defensive lineman when I think of 74. I think that was Chris Hoke, wasn't it? Or no, yes. it was Chris Hoke 76? No, it was no. Hokey was 76, wasn't he? Yes. I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, he was 76. <laughs> For some reason, I think 74 is defense, though. Um, I don't know. He's gonna be a backup offensive lineman, best case scenario, anyway. So I'm was, not real worried about him. Was 45 Knicks and Chris Pumatu Wanafala? Fuamatu Mafala, yes. No. <laughs> okay, I was just curious. Um, trying to remember that, but yeah, seventy. I mean, seventy-four looks good for him, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll work. It'll, it'll work. Yeah. If it doesn't, we'll just forget take, about it. <laughs> and he can take fifty-three after the preseason's over if he wants, because it's going to be available. That's true. That's true. There's always that. Um, so that's going to finish up the rookie jersey numbers. We are going to talk real quick about Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. Um, who are the NFL draft guys, the NFL draft wizards, the guys that just rank drafts, rank players, do all this stuff. Um, Both of them chose the Pittsburgh Steelers, our Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Browns, not the Ravens, not the Cowboys. Our females can suck it up this time as the Pittsburgh Steelers were chosen as the best NFL draft this year. And that's just the fact. That was aggressive. I apologize. Don't. I shouldn't. Don't ever apologize for being right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but real talk though uh joe and kyle run really off 
awesome podcast. I enjoy listening to it and get a lot of information from them on the upcoming draft prospects. That's what they do. They call themselves the draft dudes. They do a podcast together. Highly entertaining guys, uh, but they do it for a living. Literally just talk prospects 24-7. Yeah, we just do it for uh, fun. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They'll be moving on to the next class very soon here after wrapping up everybody's draft classes. Uh, so I, I definitely suggest them if it's something that you're interested in learning more about draft prospects. Uh, but also before the NFL draft, they did a show that I didn't listen to until after, to be honest with you. Uh, but it was their projection of the guys that would go in the top 100 of the NFL draft this year. Um, and inside that top 100, they had each of our top, what, five selections, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, Darnell Washington, and Nick Herbig, all in their top 100. And then until 24 hours before they finalized their list, they also had Corey Trice. So that would have been six of the seven guys that we selected in this year's draft class inside their top 100 of best players available. Which, uh, and again, which, they didn't know about whatever medical people were concerned yeah. about with Corey Trice. Which three of these uh, guys but, were chosen after – four of these guys were chosen after – no, three. Four. Four yeah, were chosen 90, after – Ben was 93. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, four of those yeah, guys but, chosen I mean, after 100. Nick Herbert was like 132 for crying out loud. That was way after 100. So extreme value there. And most people had Corey Trice as like a late third round or early fourth, possibly even as early as a late second round pick. Uh, so to get him in the seventh really seems like an incredible steal. His tape's good. Yeah. His tape's good. His size is good. His athleticism is good. His length is good. Strength is good. Jumps are good. Like, he hits. He comes up and hits the running backs. He comes up and blows up wide receiver screens. Yep. Uh, the guy can cover. He's got interceptions on his on his tape. It's like wow, man. Uh, also, while I'm on this topic about college statistics, if you see any posts out there, there's a lot of slander going on out there on Joey Porter Jr. right now. People are quoting the first game of last year's college season and put a post together saying that the guy that. Joey Porter Jr. went against week one, had 12 catches for 120-some yards and a touchdown. And he was targeted 14 times in that game. That means Joey Porter gave up. No, it doesn't. Joey Porter Jr. broke up six passes in that game. He didn't go against just Charlie Jones all game long. Charlie Jones moves around like most wide receivers. So when you see statistics like this, because people are doing this to yeah. slander, they're specifically targeting Joey Porter Jr., which is crazy to me because he was targeted 30 times last season and had 11 pass breakups, only allowed 14 completions on 30 targets, 14 completions on an entire season. People Team were... stopped throwing his way because of how many pass breakups he had. When you get six pass breakups in week one... Listen, People notice, listen, and, and it, by the way, our, our new two corners both played head-to-head week one last year in college. Exactly. Cool. Well, listen, here's the thing. People <laughs> forget what, when you're doing a good job, they're going to move around. When you're doing a good job, it's like riding a bull. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing a good job, they're going to take you away from the main guy that's guarding you. They're going to move you around. They're going to make it harder for you to you know, keep up the good work and all that stuff. And Penn State is static with their corners. They don't move them around, kind of like Pittsburgh. You got the right corner and the left corner. They don't follow whoever the best guy is. Wherever he lines up is where he lines up. The defender's going to be in that spot. Yep. So, yeah, it's just the people that created that post don't really understand football. So no. it's easy to dispute it. It's easy to um, dis 
disprove their false accusations. But I just want to put that out there for any of you that might be frustrated or confused by seeing any of those false posts out there. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't always like to look at the tape, you know. Every now yeah. and then, every now and then you got to look at something different. <laughs> yeah, people hate looking at the tape because <laughs> then it proves their their theories wrong. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um former fourth round pick if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Former yes, fourth, former round, fourth pick. round pick. XFL player Hakeem Butler, wide receiver who's 6'5", 230, and fast. Keyword here, fast. Uh, mm-hmm. Was brought in to be on the Steelers roster, at least heading into training camp. Um, we'll trial see, player. Yeah, trial player. We'll see what happens here. A uh, lot of potential for this guy. 6'5", 230. If he can run even remotely as fast as he uh, did in his pre-draft combine and all that stuff, pre-draft workouts, he could be a game changer. This is a guy that could come in and, and be the fifth or sixth guy on the team. He could very easily rival Miles um, Boykin and be another that's gunner. It. You know? That's, so. that's my big thing with this is that we got to look realistically. Hey, he's already been in the NFL and already washed out. Why did he wash out? Because he couldn't get separation in the NFL. But he was a four four seven guy, and he really excelled in the XFL. That doesn't mean that he's def- necessarily going to be great in the NFL, but I bet you he looks good in the preseason because he's going to be going against number five and number six corners. And if he's uh, assuming he, he gets the invite to be on the 90 man roster and makes it through to the preseason. So this is right now, this is just a tryout player for this weekend's upcoming rookie mini camp. He's going to get a, a chance to try out along with a bunch of other players, but we wanted to make sure we talked about him because he is a former fourth round pick with four, four, seven speed. That's as big as Calvin Johnson. Yep. So it's an important thing to talk about. And he just came off a six touchdown season in the XFL. Yeah, that's good. And here's my thing. If he's if he struggled to create separation in the NFL, more than likely it was a scheme thing. It was a very much he, he he's probably not the best route runner. He's tall. He's quick, but he probably can't route run very well. And that's fine. All you have to do is scheme him to be in open areas, scheme him into open plays. This is a guy that you can easily bring in off the bench, put him in the slot and make him run an out route with a slant under over top of it. And you're going to have a wide open first down or touchdown if it's in the pylon like. This is very easily just somebody. It's like another. It's like having a quack, quicker. I said quacker, quicker tight end on the field. That's all that's really is. Yeah. Um, and so I think Pittsburgh and hopefully with Matt Canada's offense can utilize a guy like this if he winds up making the the fifty three, the active roster. Very easily you guys utilize a guy like this inside the ten, inside the five yard line, um, and create some mismatches that way. So. And I'm really excited to see, like you said, on special teams, let's give this guy a chance to be a gunner and see what happens. 100%. If he can avoid that jam, if he can avoid getting stuck at the line of scrimmage and get downfield, a guy that big could be an incredible weapon as, as a gunner on special teams. And probably just on the opposite side as a jammer as well. Imagine a guy his size keeping the gunner from going down the field. Uh, so he might be a real, real weapon there on the punt coverage and the punt return team. Uh, and I'd like to see him on both. Hopefully he gets the opportunity to run both those positions yeah. uh, this preseason. So uh, another name coming out here, we've got an offensive tackle uh, coming from uh, the Birmingham team, I believe. If I remember right, Birmingham Brahmas or something. Uh, anyway, he's an offensive tackle, Chidi Okiki. Okiki. From the it's a great name. Birmingham I like it. Birmingham Brahmas. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. He something. sounds like San a Antonio. Baller. No, San Antonio Brahmas. That's what it was. That was San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was Heinz's team. Yep. 
Yep. So uh, again, offensive tackle, there's not a lot of them on the roster right now. So he'll get an opportunity. Um, if he goes to the 90, which he would have a good chance, I would think of getting to the 90 just because they don't have enough offensive tackles right now to get through camp. Yeah. Um, Hey, there you go. You know, this is somebody to, to compete with Le Raven Clark for uh, that number four position. 100%. 100%. So that's going to wrap up today's episode. A uh, short episode. We didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Moving forward, we do have rookie minicamp starting up this upcoming weekend. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking next week about the schedule because the NFL schedule will be announced this upcoming Thursday. So just two short days from now. And then moving forward, the next three episodes, we are going to be covering the AFC North division rivals. So the Bengals, Browns, and <clears throat> Ravens. Uh, we're going to cover their draft recaps rat as birds. well. So the rat birds. Yeah. You said it wrong. It's rat birds. Sorry. Rat birds, the, <laughs> the, the bungholes, and the poopy squad. <laughs> oh. Wow, really throwing it out there with this yeah, yeah, vile yeah. language. Oh. The vile language. It's sorry, yours. guys, for the wow. X-rated podcast this week. <laughs> you better go wash your mouth out with some zest. I probably should. It needs to be zestfully clean after. You probably should. What, what you've done. Exactly. Recently. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we can't thank you guys enough for listening, for watching. If Whether it's the first two minutes, Austin, of the show, or whether it's the whole thing. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here and being a part of this journey of ours. We're on year three now, the Steelers by the Lake podcast. Uh, and we are just year four. My apologies. We're, I think it's four now, man. Oh, we're old, James. Anyways, um, <laughs> we can't thank you guys enough. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. Give us those five-star reviews and love us because James and I are both here at Awkward. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace. Peace.